0: Welcome to the Brentwood Academy podcast. We are a co-educational, independent, college preparatory school near Nashville, Tennessee. Our mission is to nurture and challenge each whole person, body, mind, and spirit to the glory of God. This podcast will give you a glimpse into the stories, lives, and relationships that make BA such a special place. For more information about BA, visit BrentwoodAcademy.com. Now on to today's episode. Alyssa Hall came to us in 2016 and has served in a variety of roles at Brentwood Academy, including as our Assistant Athletic Director, Head Volleyball Coach, Assistant Basketball Coach, Student Advisor, and Leadership Teacher, as well as helping us part-time as a school counselor. She's been an incredible asset to our staff and will now be using her skills as a certified school counselor in a full time position at BA. We hope you enjoy learning more about Alyssa and the innovative ways she's working to support the emotional health and well being of our students. Hi, Alyssa. It's so nice to talk to you
1: yes it's nice to talk to you too
0: we want to note that we are recording this remotely during this time of distance learning but we did feel that now is a great time for our community to learn more about Alyssa in this new role and especially with everything that's just going on around us but we do want you to know you may hear a small child in the background or a dog (laughs) barking so show us a little grace there right
1: (laughs) Absolutely. I'm um, hoping that my kids don't make an entrance into our recording.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, well, first of all, congratulations on the new position. You have helped us at Brentwood Academy in so many different ways. And one of the awesome things about about the expansion of your role is that you already are so connected in so many different ways, whether it's teaching in the classroom, coaching on a court, um, helping in our athletics department, um, just so many different ways. And so this is really your background, though, school counseling. Tell us a little bit more about you, what you studied at Harding.
1: Absolutely. Um, I went to Harding University and um, I knew I wanted to work in the field of mental health from a um, early in my college career. And um, I had really two paths to choose. I had the education path, Um, if I wanted to be a school counselor, and then I had the business path if I wanted to um, go more the clinical route. And um, I come from a family of educators, and so education seemed like the right fit. Um, I did um, my undergrad in um, early childhood um, education in Arkansas and um, actually taught for a few years as I was pursuing licensure for school counseling my master's is in um, school and clinical counseling, and then I have an EDS in professional counseling as well. Um, I was able to practice uh, counseling for four years in um, Memphis before uh, moving up to Nashville with my husband's job, and I was actually able to be an um, elementary counselor as well as a high school counselor during that, those four year periods. So it's definitely my background. It's definitely my passion. I have personal reasons. Of why I wanted to be in a helper type role. Um, I value mental health um, as one of the, the best things that we can do to, to care for ourselves. And so, um, yeah, it's just a huge passion of mine.
0: That's awesome. And so we've always had support services at Brentwood Academy. We certainly have programs for our families where we try to support them as they are going through this parenting journey and then for our students. But we are going to be able to expand this a little bit and allow you to really support our teachers who are concerned about students as well as students who who might need to dig a little bit deeper in some issues that they're having. So this is going to be a wonderful thing for BA. What are you most looking forward to? in that role?
1: Oh, oh, absolutely. There's so many things. Um, I've enjoyed getting to be a part of conversations on uh, the admin level. I have loved working with our teachers. Um, I work extremely closely with um, Cookie Newton, and that has been such a good, um, encouraging professional relationship for me. Um, She has been a mentor of mine for several years here at VA, and now we're getting to work extremely close together. And um, it's just been it's been phenomenal. Um, I love our students. I love our student body. Um, I love the the one to one interaction that I'm that I'm being able to have. And you mentioned earlier, I am connected to the students in lots of different ways. But um, I, I like connecting with all the students. This this opens me up for every single student on campus, and that's um, that's a passion of mine. Making sure that every student feels that support that we're able to bring to them.
0: So I do want you to talk a little bit more about how you're going to be able to support our teachers in in a bigger way than maybe you've been able to before with all that was on your plate.
1: Absolutely. Um, I have really enjoyed getting to work with the teachers. One of the things that we've um, that it's, it's important uh, to do when you're in a student support role is to have a, an identification process for what students need what support. And um, our teachers are who right now give us our referrals, which means they're the ones that are interacting with the students on such a daily basis that they are able to say, oh, this student just didn't seem like their self today, or I think something might be going on. Um, And they are, like you said earlier, our, our support at BA is really phenomenal. Like I have really enjoyed getting to witness that over the four years I've been an employee um, at BA. And so to see our teachers be very intentional with our students, and then realizing, okay, when do I pull Um, Alyssa and Cookie into this situation, and um, they are in constant communication with us on students that that they feel we need to connect with, and we are following up on those. Um, One of the things that is under um, mine and Cookie's umbrella is the advisory program, which we're always looking at uh, ways to improve and better that program. Um, And we've really emphasized um, this year that that's where we would like our referrals to come from as much as possible. Connect with your students in your advisory and figure out what's going on and figure out which ones need that extra level of support.
0: Mm -hmm. And if someone from outside of the BA community is listening to this, our advisory program is one of the unique things we do at Brentwood Academy, where our students are divided into small groups, usually between eight to 10, and they have a personal advisor that they meet with weekly. Um, The the guys meet with a male faculty member, the girls meet with a female faculty member, and it really is just one more way that we're able to deepen and strengthen relationships. And, you know, we talk a lot about one of the unique things of our school is that our students are known and what an incredible way that that's just another example of and so you probably have a lot of stories of situations where teachers faculty members advisors whoever's kind of in, in in the deep waters there knows the student so well that they know to come to you and say you know can you step in here with your professional skills and and let's dig a little bit deeper in how we can help this student and i love that it's something we're able to do and offer in our smaller private school setting
1: Absolutely, and I, there are so many examples that are flooding my mind right now, um, as you say that, of teachers, advisors, coaches that have reached out with referrals, and um, they know the heart of this student that they're referring, and um, it's great for me to be able to step in um, and just check in on that student on a different level, and um, yeah, it's just, it works really well when um we have that identification process set mm-hmm. in place. Mm-hmm.
0: And I want to put you on the spot. Can you just reel off maybe a few of the typical scenarios of things that that our students struggle with? I mean not that they're any different than what other students struggle with, but you know, I know anxiety is a hot, a hot topic, you know, in, in the, the world of emotional health, but what are some of the things that you see um, you know, these students struggling with?
1: you are exactly right in saying that our students are struggling with the same things that teenagers all over Nashville, all over Tennessee, all over the world are struggling Mm -hmm. with. Um, and you know, Cookie and I meet, um, we are a part of an independent school counseling network and we meet with other school counselors of independent schools in the Nashville area. And one of, one of the reasons we meet with them is just to talk about how we better can serve our student bodies And, um, we are seeing the same thing, no matter what private school we're working at. Um, anxiety is, is very high on the list, um, for lots of different reasons. Um, one of the things that I like to, and we're going to talk about this, I think a little bit later with the situation we're currently in, but Mm -hmm. one of the things that I always, um, fall back on is teaching these kids coping skills to help with those anxiety, um, the anxious feelings and emotions that are coming out. Um, We see a lot of, you know, trying, some of that anxiety is brought on by, you know, not being able to structure uh, their time. Uh, Time management is a huge thing that we see a lot of with our students. We actually had our student body um, take surveys at the beginning of uh, the school year this year. And we used the data collected, um, Cookie and myself did to, help our advisors um, plan um, topics that they were gonna cover with our students. And um, we brought in some speakers to address some of the issues that were brought up in the survey. The design of it was for the students to let us in on what they're struggling with on a personal level, on a social level, and anxiety, time management, expressing their feelings and um, thoughts Mm-hmm. Was a big one, mm-hmm. um, stress and the pressure that they feel from different um, groups in their life, um, different Certainly situations.
0: Media plays a big role in that as well. And so, Alyssa, I think it's important for you to talk about something that I know that you want to get out there because you don't want there to be a misconception that you're you're pulling kids out of class and meeting with them three times a week and offering ongoing therapy because that's not really what your role is or should be. However you are a wonderful liaison to be able to add additional layers of support for families through recommendations and and kind of guiding them through what that process may look like to get additional help.
1: Absolutely. Um, I think it's important for us to clarify um, the role of a school counselor and to notice that um, the role of school counselors has changed pretty drastically um, over the last several years. Um, liaison is a great word for a school counselor Um, we are an extra level of support for our students um, and for our teachers Um, it's important for people to understand that school counselors do not do ongoing therapy Um, I work on a referral base Um, so if a teacher a coach an advisor has a student that they have a concern about I will make sure to meet with them on a one-on-one um, meeting and be able to talk through what I do is basically like an intake. Is I try to figure out like what the problem is, um, what where is it coming from, um, ways that I can help educate them in dealing with whatever they are going through, right. and um, I have to figure out from that. Okay, is this something that I need to refer them to an outside um, clinical counselor? Is it something that I can walk alongside them and just teach them um, some psychoeducational, absolutely, Mm -hmm. ways that I can um, um, help them get through the the situation that they're going through? Um, And that is the next steps that we take from there. Um, I have students that I do check in with um, because whatever they are facing, um, it's ongoing. And, um, I also can work with, if, if the students start seeing someone from, um, an outside, uh, clinical therapist outside of BA, um, I can also work with them to be more of a connection at the school level. Mm -hmm. And that's
0: one of the great things that you have kind of in, in your back pocket to help people with, or you have these great connections of, um, a professional counselor's or therapists that are able to help the students who need that little bit of a higher level. And you can connect. You often do that with our families. You connect our families with some of these great, you know, I know Sage is an awesome one-day start. We've got so many great options locally um, to where you can help families who maybe have never been there, done that, and don't know where to turn. You can help them get that set up.
1: Absolutely. And that is one thing that I have loved working with Cookie Newton on is because she is so connected in this area. She has been um, in Nashville um, for most of her career. And so she has um, helped me get connected to the Nashville area. I had those connections when we lived in Memphis, but then it takes a while to establish and, and figure out um, the, the type of, um, referrals that we want to make.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's take the conversation a little bit more to current because we certainly can't ignore what all is going on around us and the fact that we're having to do this remotely. Um, one of the most interesting things I heard recently from a group of VA of moms actually was talking about how they felt like, you know, it's easy for our students who are at school from seven 30 to to, to 2.30 or 4.30, depending on PE and all of that, to kind of um, hide some emotions and, and maybe some external ways that, they, that those show up. But now that they're home 24-7, I think some parents are realizing that their students are dealing with more than they realized as far as you know, just day-to-day, um, it's the stresses and
1: pressures. Absolutely, I mean, we are getting a very authentic look at um, our children, uh, me as well as a mom, mm-hmm. of being with them twenty four seven for extended <laughs> an extended period of time um, and one of the things that's been challenging for me and more of the school counseling role is i feel a little more disconnected because I'm not able to see them in the hallway. I'm not able to, um, walk, you know, into the dining hall and check in on a student. Mm -hmm. Um, and so the parents are having to make sure that they're doing those wellness checks and it is, it can be really challenging as a mom. Um, I find myself doing that a lot with, with my two kids. And so, um, yeah, absolutely. We need to make sure. And this is one of the things, um, that we're going to talk about is we need to make sure that our parents have the resources that they need to handle um th- this time that we're experiencing um because it is it's very challenging um it, you know we can look at the pros and the cons of the situation that we're in and i think that um at least the majority of people i've talked to one of the the pros is that we're getting a lot more family time mm-hmm. eating dinner together as a family you know um getting to spend extra time um, with each other, um, but that brings challenges as well. absolutely. yeah,
0: let's just kind of go right into those. What are some of those tips or things that you would want parents to know as far as how how can they check in and make sure you know we're myself included, we're all parents to students whose favorite answer to everything is fine, everything's fine. I'm fine. How do we dig deeper?
1: I think it's important for us to understand what these students really are feeling. Um, and some of the things that I've been reading, um, when I meet with other counselors, when I talk to, um, Cookie, I, the things that keep coming up in our discussions are, um, these students are feeling grief. They are going through the stages of grief and, um, because of all the loss that they've experienced, um, we can go through grief in lots of different scenarios. It doesn't have to be loss of life, even though of course that is definitely a reason to go through grief. Um, but, you know, denial, anger, bargaining, sadness, acceptance. Um, those are all things that we, I know I'm feeling those things. And um, I recently talked to some senior girls who definitely are feeling some of these things. Um, and I think it's important for us to understand that um, grief is a hard thing to um, navigate through and it brings out lots of different emotions and we need to be prepared for those emotions to come out and especially in our students. Um, I, I think one of the things that we're also seeing is um, there's so much um, uncertainty um, with we don't know what is to come um, and there's so many different possibilities of that that um, this grief is not, they're going to continue to lose things um, mm-hmm. over the next, you know, few days, few weeks, and um, they will continue to go through this, um, this, this cycle. And, um, you know, the experts will tell you that grief is not something that is um, really even direct stages anymore. It is um, bouncing from one to the other, um, depending on the person. And so I think it's very important for us to. Um, understand that that's some of the emotion that they're going through. Um, I also think that anxiety, of course, is a topic that that jumps out, um, and definitely something worth our conversation. Um, one of the things um, that I I find interesting that I've been talking to several students, a lot of our typically anxious students um, actually enjoy distance learning because what we've done is we've taken away some of the triggers that they were feeling in the regular school setting. Um, And some of them are really thriving. And that's, that's amazing. Um, But then on the flip side of that, you might have some students who are not normally anxious, Mm -hmm. that are feeling a large level of anxiety. And so us being very attentive to you know, yes, your student, your child might not normally be the anxious type, but they might be now. And so, just being able to be very aware, present with your kids, um, you know, that's a challenge. I'm working from home, and it's hard sometimes to be present for my kiddos that are running up and down the hallway of my <laughs> my house. Um, and so, just being very aware um, and and allowing them. I mean, you know we've, we've had this term social distancing, which um, I've read on so many levels that we really should rename that to physical distancing, because we want them to feel social, like we want, we don't want them to lose their um, social connections. Yeah. And so, um, but the social part of this looks very different. And so the parents are going to take on some of that social role, because they're, in close quarters with them, which I think is amazing. Like I would encourage parents to, to, um, use that, um, to connect with their kids on, on a different level.
0: Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. I kind of want to speak specifically to seniors for a minute because you definitely touched on it with um it's that it's not to um it's not an over exaggeration not an exaggeration to to call what they're dealing with grief because so many moments particularly of your senior year are moments you look forward to for a long time whether it's mm-hmm. prom senior trip graduation um those kind of things so it's interesting that they may actually be dealing with some portions of grief in in the loss of those things the possible loss of those things mm
1: mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I, I'll be honest, I have a really big heart for our senior class right now. I am, I'm personally struggling because I want so bad to celebrate um, these students that I have been connected with for the past four years. And so um, I completely understand some of those emotions that they are feeling. And I think their parents do too. I mean, their parents have wanted them to get to this point. I mean, this is such a big milestone, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's something they've worked for really their whole life leading up to this. You know, Yeah, it's certainly um, not just
0: the students dealing with the disappointment of this. This is, you know, as much for the parents as well to to be able to celebrate them.
1: Absolutely. And one of the you know, when I think about the parents, um, and how they can, you know, encourage their seniors, I would say, allow them to share with you, allow them to vent, allow them to be frustrated. Um, you know, I am one that quickly tries to turn it to positive when I have Mm -hmm. students, um, you know, express negative thoughts and, and I would allow them to sit in it for a little bit because it is disappointing. Um, you know, within healthy, you know, boundaries, but I I would allow them to feel some of those emotions and understand that they're experiencing an immense amount of disappointment all at once Mm -hmm. and probably more than they felt maybe throughout their life. And, um, I think it's okay for us to just acknowledge that, that, you know, we're sad too. We're sad for you. Um, the seniors I've talked to, they've really appreciated us just you know, checking in on them and saying, mm. "Just tell me how you're doing." And I, I don't have the right thing to say back to them um, necessarily. It's just that they want to be heard, and I yeah. think that's really important. Um, one of the terms that I use a lot um, when I'm working with students that I think is really um, important in in the situation that we're in is control the controllables. Um, you know, we there's the students are so focused on these big events, and in reality, we have very little control, um, right now of, um, of those things, but how can we respond? Um, Mm -hmm. what are we doing in this present moment that we can control? And I think, um, that's a really important thing for us to, um, you know, encourage them with like, what can you do about this right now? Mm -hmm. You know,
0: Um, do you think that parents, um, could, or would you recommend, like, should they be helping their seniors to, think more forward focused about what's next. And even though this feels like the end of the world and, you know, that kind of thing of all of these layers of disappointment, there's so much to look forward to, like, you know, getting ready for college. What do you want your dorm room to look like? What, you know, some things, conversations we may have had later, but I just was wondering if there was some value in, in helping them to find the future bright spots that, that they have to look forward to.
1: Yeah, I think it, It completely depends on on the student. I really do. I think some of them, um, like I personally have a personality that I enjoy planning for the future. And so um, that would actually bring me comfort. Um, And then I also know that there's great value in teaching techniques of grounding Mm -hmm. and um, being in the present moment. And that is something that um, I think just Overall, really, as a society, we struggle with, um, and I think this is a great opportunity for that to be a lesson. Like, focus on what is happening right this moment in your house, you know, mm-hmm. um, with you personally. And I think, um, I think a balance between the two probably is the the healthiest way to go. Uh-huh, um, that makes sense. That makes and, sense. And one sure. of and one of the other things I would tell our our senior parents is um, get creative. Like, celebrate your senior. Um, Mm -hmm. it's not going to look the same way that it normally does, but what, what we, um, in my opinion, what we shouldn't do is, is dwell in it to the point where they don't get, um, you know, that this still is a big deal. This, Mm -hmm. this time of their life is still something that, um, that they've worked towards. Mm -hmm. And I would encourage parents to just get creative with it. Um, I've seen a lot of different, um, you know, ideas on social media that that really, I think, um, can can show them that they have a support system that loves and cares for them. And there is hope on the other side of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to be honest, one of the things that I think, I, I have um, a few things that I try to do, and this would be more just our student body as a whole, but it would definitely work with our senior class, is Um, I think it's important to normalize their feelings. We need to um, allow them to share their feelings and allow them to know that they are not the only ones feeling that way. Um, This um, physical distancing can make us feel very isolated. And I think it's important for us to reiterate to our students that you are not isolated, that you have got um, lots of people that are feeling what you're feeling. Um, This is a huge time to teach students coping skills. We have got to get better at teaching them how to cope. And um, this is one of the best times, figure out things that help them process, figure out things that help distract them um, or calm them down and um, allow them to fill their tool uh, belt with lots of coping skills that they can use later in their life. And then the last thing that I've really tried to do personally that I think is very helpful is manage and model my own emotions, um, (laughs) figuring out how to share with my children, which are much younger. So it looks a little different in my household, but how do I share my emotions and um, some of my fears and how do I model, um, you know, coping with my own anxieties that I'm feeling during this time. And, um, I think our parents, um, as much as anything should be checking in on themselves and um, doing as much self-care um, as they can to, to help their students. It's sort of the whole concept of, you know, you're on the airplane and the oxygen mask comes down and you put it over yourself before you put it on your your child. And mm-hmm. I think that same con- that same concept really um, is important for us to remember here.
0: That makes a lot of sense for sure. You know, and I, and I wanted to offer just a little bit of a helpful note and hopeful note in, in us talking about all of the activities with, with the seniors and things because you and I know from getting to be in on the inside a little bit that one of the um, advantages, privileges that we have um, at an independent school is we're going to have graduation. We are going to celebrate these seniors. It may not be um, our traditional Memorial day celebration, but, um, you know, I just want people to know, and, and by the time some people hear this, that we may have already announced a plan and, and everything may be great, but um, we will not go without our seniors being celebrated in some way with so many of the activities that come and And it's been very encouraging to hear a little bit of the behind the scenes of how hard um, our administration is working to make sure that, that we do get to celebrate them. It may not be traditional, but it, it's gonna happen.
1: Absolutely. And it's, it's going to be almost even more, you know, special. <laughs> if, if the I class can say of that. 2020 because will
0: not be forgotten.
1: <laughs> no, absolutely not. And it's, um, yeah, it'll be amazing because it will be um, a time that we all have overcome something. And so I think that absolutely they will get celebrated. There is yeah. no doubt. Alyssa, would you encourage
0: parents who are struggling or have further questions to even during this time of distance learning to contact you, even though we're not in a normal school schedule? Do you, are you, you're still open for business.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I wanted to share, we, um, you know, our job looks a little bit different now because we're not in, um, you know, constant contact with students um, the same way we were, obviously, when we were in a school setting. But one of the things that Cookie and I have worked on is to develop a web page on our um, website mm-hmm. and to house all of the resources that we are finding um, to be helpful. And um, the goal here, or the, in, you know, our intent behind it is we understand that um, every student and every family, every parent is handling this situation very differently. And there's different emotions that are, um, you know, coming up. And so what we don't want to do is bombard our parents with more emails that about anxiety when their student isn't feeling any. And so what we wanted to do was have a place for our parents to go if and when they needed resources to mm-hmm. help their student or their family. And um, so you can find it a few different ways. Um, it's, it's going to be attached to the flyer. So you can always just click um, under student support. It um, is linked to our distance learning page, but you can also find it under the tab Life at VA, and it's going to be under student support, and what you'll find is resources based on topic, and then you'll also find a blog um, that I have started writing, um, and basically the blog is linking resources and giving a little more um, information behind those, and so we're hoping that that's a good resource for um, our parents were also encouraging our parents, um, to contact me, um, or cookie by email and, um, yeah, let us know how we can assist you, um, and help you get through this because this is definitely, um, something new and it's a learning curve for all of us. Um, not just the students, not just the faculty, but also mm-hmm. our parents as well.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Alyssa. We appreciate your time. And I think this is going to be a great resource for parents, hopefully to feel encouraged, um, to know they're not alone in some of the things they're dealing with at their, at their um, household, with their students. And then just to know going forward about this expansion of your role and your availability to help support our parents. So thank you so much, Alyssa. Absolutely. Thank you for letting me talk. Again, to find out more about our new resources page, go to BrentwoodAcademy.com Click the tab Life at BA. There you'll find student support and be able to access the many resources Mrs. Hall has put on the page. Thanks for listening. It's always great to hear the wonderful stories, moments, and insights from members of the BA community. If you have an idea for a podcast episode, we want to hear it. Just visit BrentwoodAcademy.com forward slash podcast to submit your episode idea
1: today.